0: You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome back everybody to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. We are here, all three of us. I am Rick. We're here with Paul and Anna. Hi. No. Okay. There (laughs) we go. So um, that was not in the order that I introduced them, but I think you get the point. (laughs)
0: <laughs> one of us welcome to the cgg podcast
2: hey <laughs> we're coming to you on old-timey radio that's just about to does say. that work
0: kind that of does that yeah. sounds pretty good it's a
2: pringles can
1: neat so is that how they did it back then
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have to use pringles specifically yes it was classic move
1: Pr- pringles is low fidelity <laughs> So our topic today is, um, kind of spawned from a little bit of a, um, pseudo debate. We kind of agree on most of it, but when it gets to the sort of like the nitpicking, uh, we're kind of a little bit at odds here. So, uh, we were talking about Easter eggs versus references, uh, in which I believe that there's a lot of overlap. You know, there are Easter eggs, which are also references, Um, but there are Easter eggs, which aren't, and there are references, which aren't Easter eggs and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um, we kind of agree. We, we've kind of talked about the kind of the definition between the two and, um, uh, you know, there's uh, I I don't know if it's ever been clearly defined. Like, I, I know some people have defined it in a way that makes perfect sense. So we've kind of gone with that. I don't know if there's like an actual like authoritative resource that says that this is this versus that. Um, But so we basically broke it down that an Easter egg is something which has to be hidden and found um, usually through some sort of like sequence of actions to in which to uh, unlock it. Uh, References just means something that references uh, something outside of the immediate Media. So, um if it's a reference to another game, or a book, or a movie, or a song, or anything like that, that's not um, that that's not contained solely within the context of the immediate work, then it's a reference. But again, you know, there are Easter eggs which are references. We see them a lot. We see Easter eggs um, referencing Lucasars or Sierra in adventure games. But I think where we kind of tend to sort of uh, go back and forth is um, whether or not things are more Easter egg or more e- reference when they're kind of both. And one of the things that I've sort of said, which I guess uh, at least you and are kind of at odds with, I can't remember what Paul's position was on this, uh, but I said that hidden can be not necessarily hidden from view. It could be hidden in plain sight. As long as something about the meaning uh, is kind of uh, intended to not be um, how do I put this she's not on the nose <laughs> yeah I mean it's like it, it's something where it's intended that there will be people who do not understand the reference or the mm-hmm. or you know or the joke
0: right. Well, and it's funny because I came into this initially, Rick, when we started talking about this a couple of days with a firm idea in my head of what mm. was and was not an Easter egg. And my lines have been blurred so heavily because when I when I first came into the conversation, I'm like, an Easter egg is something you have to activate. You have to do a sequence of commands or events, sort of like in a DVD menu, you can activate some sort of an extra scene or something that's locked up in it. But then... If I look it up online in, say, the Sierra help pages, an Easter egg can just be a reference to something else that's not a part of the game that it's in. But in in between those things, there are still so many gray lines. And I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I want to play with during this episode with you guys.
1: Yeah, I think, again, a lot of sorry, was there anything you want to add to this, Paul?
2: Um. Yeah, I, I disagree with everything all of you have said. Okay. No, I'm just, um, just so, going to be very continuing this
1: conversation.
2: You're all wrong, Sam. <laughs> no, I I do have an opinion. Um, I I, I think two things. One, I, I I err on the side of agreeing with you when it comes to hidden in plain sight for those who <laughs> understand the reference. But I <laughs> would argue that if you do get the reference, it's not hidden for you. Mm-hmm. so it's not you know there's the target audience who's going to understand that reference doesn't have to find it so therefore it's not yes. hidden for its intended audience so that's the technical just kind of a dicky thing we can argue about
1: and mm-hmm. then <laughs> well the I, other, I, the I know is- but that's kind of the fun of it though because like i said uh <laughs> there, there's the lines blur to the point where it starts to be like okay when does it stop being a plain reference and when does it start being an easter egg Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, well, I think that'd be a good way to... uh, uh, The next thing to focus on, I guess, would maybe set the bar by bringing up examples of, like, pure, unarguable Easter eggs. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So, Uh, wait, um, I'm going to go the other way first. So, like, uh, I used this as a hypothetical example mm -hmm. uh, when we were talking about it. So, if you're in um, a a game, presumably, and one of the locations, you come across a building, and the big, like, marquee... Name of the building, like right there in big bold letters, takes up like a third of your screen. It mm-hmm. says, like, uh, um, Freepwood International, mm-hmm. right? That's clearly not being hidden from you, it's just there to make the reference, mm-hmm. right? Right, so that's not an Easter egg because it's right there. Um, now you might not understand the reference, um, mm-hmm. and again, this is sort of the part where it starts to be like, okay, is it an Easter right. egg? Once you don't understand it, or is it, Mm -hmm. uh, but again, it comes down to, well, if this is an adventure game where you can reasonably expect that most of the people playing it are LucasArts fans, no, it's not an Easter egg. You're shoving it in their face. But if you have a giant portrait of Guybrush Threepwood in, um, what was that game? Uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. yeah. Yeah. You're talking about like multi millions of players who actually reasonably might, not know that reference mm-hmm. so that would be right, an easter right. egg even though it's like half the screen
2: that actually ties into to my second point of nitpick which would be th- i i don't i don't think it's possible to make uh an adventure game reference in an adventure game and and it be an easter egg you know in other words if if, if you if you're if you have an adventure game and you find a picture of guy brush on the wall like uncharted it, it, like there's almost mm. no way for it to work it's it, and if if it's going to be a 90 to ten kind of percentile it's where mm-hmm. it, basically everyone's going to get it so it's it's at yes. that point I think it's
1: definitely a reference
0: yes or like uh, the King's Quest poster in Minecraft that you can generate yes to yes. go up on your wall, something like that yeah mm-hmm.
1: but but again, um this is we're talking right now about plain sight
0: mm-hmm. because
1: you can make those references but have them hidden right. Mm-hmm. And then it would be an Easter egg.
2: To Anna's point, um, she, she mentioned uh, finding King Graham in, in Minecraft, which I, I did recently my son and was so excited just to see him <laughs> randomly in, in somebody's world. Um, wait, was it Minecraft? might have been yes, Roblox. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's Minecraft. in Minecraft. It is, okay. Yeah. And so that's, that's a perfect example. So King Graham in Minecraft, to me, again, um, is, is an Easter egg, whereas mm-hmm. King Graham in any other adventure game, period, is a reference.
1: Again, depends how hidden it is. Mm-hmm. If
2: it's a picture on the wall.
1: Yes, correct. Right. But but again, there's also the size of the picture, if you ask me. Very true, yeah. Right. I mean, well, to
2: take this off the table, if you have to look at it and be told by the game what it is, that's definitely more on the Easter egg side.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: But what if it's just really small and hard to see?
1: Then I would still say it's an Easter egg. If it's something which you could mm-hmm. reasonably miss.
2: There you go. Okay, yeah. Okay. Right.
1: So like I also used an example of let's say there's like uh, you're in a room in an, an adventure game, we're going with that. Mm-hmm. Um and you're in an office and like uh in one corner of the office there's a ta- there's a desk and then on that desk there's like a little paperweight in the short- in the shape of a purple tentacle. So we're talking like within like um you know like millimeters, but it's like pretty clear. It's right. something which could your eyes are not drawn to, um, necessarily. It is something which you could see, because it is right there, but it's something which even somebody who has played Day of the Tentacle or Maniac Mansion, whichever one, uh, might actually not be faulted for missing it.
2: Okay, and so that brings me to the, the spirit of Easter Eggs, right? Where mm-hmm. I, I, feel like, I feel like the spirit of an Easter Egg should be being rewarded for exploration, so what you just described, there is there is exploration involved because you, like one or two pa- casual passes of the room, you're probably going to miss it. But if you really are detail-oriented and, and taking account everything in the room as you probably mm-hmm. should in an adventure game, then you'll be rewarded by noticing what it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, in other words, maybe that's kind of a barrier for Easter eggs. Like if if there's, in the spirit of them, if there's a reward for, you mm-hmm. know, if you have to seek it out in any way to begin with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No- to to be fair here i did start this conversation uh when we started it off Mm -hmm. mike i did i did go into this thinking that everything's an easter egg
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right and then you guys did get me to move on that i'm like okay Ah. yeah i guess easter eggs are something which are to be hidden but uh the part where i'm not budging is that hidden can be more conceptual than physical
0: honestly I started harder and now like honestly not all Easter eggs are references but all references are Easter eggs I think uh that's what I'm arguing against I know Boys. I know it's so hard but honestly but after going through the Sierra help okay,
1: L- let, okay. let me put it this way let me put it this way here uh oh sorry uh, I'll let you go first that's because I do have like a uh, an example but it's not really gaming related so okay yeah first.
0: well here's my example okay so uh, what about this If a reference has to be a reference to something outside of the immediate game, Mm -hmm. and an Easter egg is something that potentially you have to activate or you have to find, what if you're playing a game and in every room of the game there's a cuckoo clock? It's it's kind of hidden. It's not really obvious that it's there, but it's like the in-joke of the game, and there's always one in every single room somewhere. You wouldn't really notice it maybe your first time playing through the game, but after you clue into it, you play the game a second time, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I see it. Now there's cuckoo clocks everywhere. Is that an Easter egg or a reference? I would consider that to be an Easter egg. It -hmm. would not be a reference.
1: One way or another, it would not be a reference.
0: No, it it couldn't, because it's what it would be referring to, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Um, So here's an example for me
1: of when something stopped being an Easter egg and became a reference so okay uh in in one of the early seasons of family Guy they uh they have a little joke where they play the end credit music to the old incredible hulk um t v movie series, yeah, right, yeah now anyone who's seen that uh, i i don't know what they are if if it was like a series or like a, at least a series of made for t v movies or something like that anyone who's seen one of them will will definitely recognize that tune. It's very recognizable. Mm-hmm. it's very iconic, but uh it can be reasonably expected that not everyone or even like a f- mm-hmm. possibly a minority of people who watched that would clue into that reference uh, themselves. Mm-hmm. So if they just had a scene of some of uh you know Stewie hitchhiking and they played that tune, that would be an Easter egg because. It's something which you have to discover if you are, if you happen to be aware of that reference. But that's not what Family Guy did. Instead, Family Guy had Stewie say, hey, why don't you play that tune from the end credits of Incredible Hulk? Mm-hmm. Well, now, even contained within this episode that you are immediately watching, they have provided the full context. Mm hmm. And now it is a reference because it is not in any way hidden. It was pushed right in front of your face. You might not Mm -hmm. recognize it, but they told you exactly what it is and gave all the context that was uh, needed to understand it.
0: Right. So it's a reference that couldn't be considered an Easter egg. So what you're saying is not all references could be considered Easter eggs. Correct. So then what about if you're watching something like Breaking Bad, and you don't realize the first thing through that there's a, maybe a signification of a... a significance of a certain color. And you're like, you don't know how it has bearing on the story. You don't even notice it happens. But then, on the second playthrough, you start noticing a whole bunch of things are a certain color. What is that? An Easter egg.
1: Okay. I don't know about that. I don't know. It's don't know. It's,
0: it's like... I, don't, it a I thought don't think it is. Or something. I mean, yeah, I, I, loosely
1: speaking, it would be an Easter egg. But because it's something which you kind of have to figure out and discover, um, honestly, the best term for that would be symbolism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because
2: it makes me think of like, um, like, was it Schindler's List with the uh, the red? Mm-hmm. I mean, is, is is that just a like a storytelling device at that point? You know what I mean? It's not yes. like anyone's gonna discover it. It's it's in their face. It's, well, that's clearly not. It's an as Easter discovered egg. as the screen. That's not an Easter egg at all. Mm-hmm. It, it, but doesn't, isn't that kind of what Anna was just describing? No, that you said was an Easter egg.
1: No, no, no. Because um, there is a hidden. Wait, what Anna? As what Anna described, like in, in specific to Breaking Bad, there are certain colors, um, and there is something like in uh, The Godfather. Every time someone eats an orange, or anytime mm-hmm. an orange appears on screen. Uh, something to do with death is foreshadowed or discussed or occurs, something mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is something you can miss. That's absolutely something you can miss. Even if you see the colors mm-hmm. or see the oranges, you don't necessarily know what the importance is, and you probably aren't going to notice that on the first time. And then when you watch it again, you'll be like, "Oh, hey, I just noticed that every time there's an orange on screen, they either talk about killing someone or somebody dies, or there's some sort of like a foreshadowing of the death." Or in Breaking Bad I forget exactly what color it was, but I know what you I know Yeah it's um, like purple, I think. so, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is but you know you can say like hey, uh when you think about it, this color represents this. Mm-hmm. Whereas Schindler's List was a black and white movie for the for the most part. There were some color sections, and even in the black and white sections there was a girl with a red jacket.
2: Right, right. Yeah.
1: And the reason to have that red jacket is so that you would recognize later on the, you see the red jacket show up again. That's not an Easter egg. <laughs> like that's very blatantly the point of that, uh, of introducing that character. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, no, no, I'm, nobody's arguing that that is an Easter egg. I, I was just thinking that that was similar enough to what Anna was saying to say that Anna's isn't either. But one, I've never mm-hmm. seen Breaking Bad. Um, <laughs> and two, resist. I didn't consider the fact. <laughs> Uh, no, Shinnoz, this I did see. Again, I did. I don't think it's a bloody Easter egg. I was using it to to, to laminate the fact that that possibly what Anna was saying wasn't. But again, it's it yeah. wasn't related because I didn't consider that the rest of it wasn't in black and white. But yeah, I mean, I, just,
0: I can't call it, it an Easter egg. It doesn't seem to be because uh, uh, because to me an Easter egg would be when you buy the Breaking Bad DVD and when you first put it in the DVD player and you press left, right, left, right, yeah, A, B, that, rewind, that one, two, four. Yeah, that
1: is absolutely an right. Easter egg. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: All right, so before we go on too much farther, let's kinda of take stock of where the three of us are at as far as where where our opinions might differ or not. And where I'm confused there I think is the is uh the difference between an Easter egg and, and the thing we touched on earlier was was inside jokes kind of situation where where mm-hmm. a fraction of the audience is designed to get it. So is it an Easter egg for them? Blah blah blah. So I think where the line blurs to clear that up like verbally would be um the difference between an obscure reference and an Easter egg. Mm -hmm. You know, when is a hidden joke, when is a hidden joke, either an
1: Easter egg or just a really obscure reference? Mm -hmm. That is a really good question.
0: Good point.
1: Um, Which I'm not sure I'd be able, again, this is one of those things where I I don't believe that there is a black and white and everything's on one side or the other side. Um, I think that it would be better to take an example and dissect it because it's hard to Mm -hmm. just give like a, um a blanket answer that this will be the line when it crosses over right i think most in jokes are easter eggs to a certain degree Mm -hmm. uh and i know that kind of contradicts when i say that there are references that aren't easter eggs but again i um i i think a lot is determined by the execution and or intent Mm -hmm. so just because i don't get a reference doesn't mean it's an easter egg Right. I I mean, like, here's the most, like, basic reference, right, which counts as a reference and is totally not an Easter egg. If you're watching the sequel of a movie and they talk about events that happen in the first movie with the assumption that you have already seen that first movie, that's right. a reference.
0: Because if you hadn't seen the first movie, it would just all go over your head and may or may not change the enjoyment of the movie anyways.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So that would just be a flat-out reference. Mm-hmm. So uh, real quick, just, just,
0: to,
2: just, just to illustrate what, what you're saying, to illustrate what you're saying and to make sure we're on the same page, would this be the equivalent of like, modern day of, of a MCU crossover where, where a character shows up in another property and you're like, hey, it's the bloody, you know, he's from the other movie.
0: Is that like Star Wars or, and The Simpsons beginning now? Because Star Wars okay. owns Simpsons now or something. Right.
2: No, well, because that I think that I'm not not saying no, no, but that would be a different I think a different conversation just because that's all like you know who owns IPs and stuff. But just as far as if Marvel has one of their characters, if, if Marvel has Thor walk into a Spider Man thing, you know that sounds like what you're describing, which I agree is not an Easter egg. But once you attach Marvel to it and put it that way, it starts to sound more like an Easter egg. <laughs> uh,
1: again, it depends on intent and execution, right? So. Um, here's an interesting one because this is kind of a reference and an Easter egg in the MCU, uh, because I've seen, uh, end like a couple of times, not fully. I watched the last battle like a couple of times, but I did see like the full movie once in theaters
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, it wasn't until it was drawn to my attention and I had to look up a screenshot where they circled on the picture in the end battle, when everyone's coming out of the portals, you can see Howard the Duck. Right? <laughs> right, right. Okay. Funny. Howard the Duck, who was who yeah. was who did have an on-screen appearance at the end of, uh, was it Guardians of the Galaxy? Or was it another yes. one? It was Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah.
2: Definitely Guardians. I don't remember which one. I think the first.
1: It would be the first one then. Yeah. So, okay. that's an Easter egg because it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's yeah. a reference because it referenced... The other movie now if it's if it's something like um again like if it's if it's captain america civil war and every superhero from the mcu uh, up to that point shows up that's not really a reference that's just like part of the story (laughs) right
2: yeah well and that line that line gets blurred because if they were quote supposed to be in the movie or not can also have effect right where it's like yeah. you know if it end games end games not the best example here because they're all expected but if it's like if you don't expect doctor strange in spider-man mm-hmm. um you know that could be a thing and, and actually just just to highlight our what we're the point we're, we're working on right now in that end game scene a, a good example so you got howard the duck uh like you said rick which is a great a great point and it's it's doesn't matter who owns it legally. It's not expected with Marvel stuff. I get it. There was comics in the early 80s, whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's, it, for, for, for you know the mass majority, that's Destiny Easter egg. Um, but then there's another scene, or, or in that, I'm sorry, in that same scene, Spider-Man is swinging into battle. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to notice it, and then happen to ask yourself, what's he swinging on? He's swinging on giant Ant-Man. Which is mm-hmm. adorable, first of all. Very yeah. cool. I'm glad they thought of that. Um, cause it, you know, it works. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, when you watch the, the, you know, 36 Easter eggs you missed in the MCU, you know, the, the, those will be mentioned next to each other. And, and I'm not trying to pick them apart. I, I get it. And actually, I love what they're doing. Those videos are so much fun. Mm-hmm. But I would just say, you know, if, if we're splitting hairs that, you know, the Spider Man one is, is, is absolutely not a, an Easter egg, whereas the Howard the Duck one is. So, you know what I mean? It's like within that same little concentrated scene, you can see our argument playing out. (laughs) (laughs) Or the line blurring, I should say.
0: You know, it's interesting if you go back to the origin. I mean... The term Easter egg was coined in about 1979 by the uh, director of uh, Atari's consumer division. And it was specifically created to describe a hidden message in one particular game, right? Adventure. And you had to go out of your way to find it. You had to find like this one hidden pixel or, you know, to find this one specific thing. And it starts that as being its base and it gets more and more complicated. Sometimes you have to fly in a specific angle in a certain Mm -hmm. direction and then you see a McDonald's. So in this context...
1: And in the example of Adventure... It was a pure Easter egg because I think it was just like a credit screen or something like that. Or I don't know if yeah. he gave like credit to everyone or if it was just him taking credit, but it was like some sort of like a credit screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't really a, re- I, again, I wouldn't but really it wasn't call that in a reference. Credits.
0: You had to find it. No, I know. Right? I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's why it's an Easter egg. It was
0: hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easter egg, not a reference. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I wouldn't call it a reference because even if it is referencing somebody outside of that world, it's not anyone that anyone really should be like, uh, reasonably expected to be aware of.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. It, what it is now and what it was mm-hmm. is very different.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Um, but again, I don't know. Um. The fact that Spider-Man is swinging on Ant-Man, it's... That's kind of pretty on the line. I think I would err on the side of saying it's not really an Easter egg, but I would say it's pretty close to the line. Because it is something right. which you it, it is. It's a- yeah.
2: It's a fun example of how blurry the line gets.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
2: But these are things that, that are called Easter eggs nowadays. Like, it's, it's,
0: yeah, I know. If you go on and...
2: YouTube, that's an Easter egg. But, but I, well, I'm just giving, I'm giving more validation to you even bringing that up. Like, in case people are listening, like, of course, it's like, well, yeah. keep in mind, like, people call it that stuff Easter eggs. And, and it's, I, I, to me, that's just, you know, that's, that's signature character stuff. You know, that's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. been happening for, for years. But yeah, you know? like,
1: a few days ago, if you had asked me, I w- probably would have just reflexively called that an Easter egg, because I just, mm-hmm. you know, anything Easter egg is sort of like, hey, that's a cool thing I noticed and rewarded for it, because it's, I, I just kind of felt like anything that you kind of just feel rewarded for finding is an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you kind of like yeah. uh, challenged me on that, and I did sort of thing like, okay, now what you, what you say makes sense. It does have to be at least to some degree hidden.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, to, but again, that that comes down to. Uh, Reasonable
0: doubt right yeah, yeah. it really it, does because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, potentially I've,
2: very circ- circumstantial
0: yeah, yeah i I've sort of switched to your opinion a little bit more, and you've switched to mine. It's like it feels like by the yeah. end of this episode we'll both be arguing <laughs> yeah. the opposite person's arguments at each other, so really that <laughs> yeah. that gray line is
1: thin, <laughs> well again, like like i said we're, we're we are meeting it, we've met
0: at the middle, we just don't
1: really mm. know exactly. Um, where where the middle is,
2: as you said many times, mate, there's, there is no definition. So I would kind of go back to the first Easter egg, which would be the one in adventure. And then I would think about the, the, the term that they chose to use, which would be, you know, Easter egg. So you definitely hide Easter eggs out of plain sight. Right. And Mm -hmm. and we, we talked in, in chat about this where I was like, you could technically, you could paint the egg in camouflage and put it in a bush. In plain sight, not even a bush, but against camo or against something green. It's a dick move, but it's still kind of hidden. So that's where the blurred line is as far as plain sight stuff goes. But but ultimately, mm-hmm. semantics aside, it's like an Easter egg is something 99.9% of the time is, is hidden out of plain sight to be found. And mm-hmm. that does fit the description of the first Easter egg in Adventure, where you, uh, know, you do have to go out 100%. of your way to find it.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: But again, so so even if we were to to say that 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 could potentially be the official kind of definition, which is a hard it has to be hidden, I would even disagree with that because yes. I do think mm-hmm. yeah, that you know that's yeah your purple technical example on the desk mm-hmm. as a paperweight or a stapler or whatever is 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 mm-hmm. why I would argue against that because there there are times where you know it could take you a few passes before you notice it things like mm-hmm. that so. Yeah, yeah. So, uh,
1: and again, um, I believe Anna you know, sent me a little, sent us a little screenshot of like a post where some guy was complaining about how um, the difference between Easter eggs and references. And of course, there's mm-hmm. going to be overlap. We've we've mm-hmm. established that. We never denied that. Uh, but he was very rigid, or whoever that poster was, he or she was mm-hmm. very rigid in their definition that an Easter egg had to be something that you had to go out of your way through a series of actions to unlock. And that was the part where I sort of like. Yeah, I agree that those are Easter eggs, but I don't agree that anything outside of that is not. Um, right. again, yeah, would... my entire our uh the entire debate on this is um the whole idea of being hidden in plain sight, the hidden meaning, a hidden context. Yeah, there mm-hmm. are things that can be hidden, not and it's not necessarily always physical. Right.
0: We are, by the way, are uh, talking about uh, on the Reddit pet peeves, and this would be Redditor ten-ounce can, because I'm sure you, my <laughs> friend, listen to our podcast.
1: Yeah. Well, sorry,
0: what, what exactly do you, since we're giving the full credit, what exactly was the post? Uh, he said people don't know the difference between an Easter egg and a reference. So he is saying, and he or she, sorry, I will say our Redditor friend is saying, an Easter egg is a hidden thing that is acquired by completing a specific task or series of tasks. Mm-hmm. But a reference is when you're talking about uh, something from another game show or a genre and you get a reference from it. That's not hidden or secret in any way. So mm-hmm. he's sort of drawing the line there.
1: Yeah. And again, like I said, I, I agree with like the last couple of sentences fully, mm-hmm. but and I do to some extent agree with the beginning of it, but I just think that there is uh, a little bit more nuance. And I, mm-hmm. I just generally mm-hmm. think that anything, in anything, there's always mm-hmm. going to be uh nothing's going to be limited to set rules. I think the fact that people expect things to only be neat, tidy rules Mm -hmm. is, um, kind of, um, it removes a lot of complexity from lines of thought. Right. right? Uh, I'm I'm not saying simple, simple is bad. There's a lot of times Mm -hmm. where simple is really good, but when we try to oversimplify things and say, no, it's a, it's black and white. Here's the line. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of nuance context, and a lot of things that get missed, and this is why we come- ac- we come across instances yeah. like um you know the whole debate over uh comedy outrages mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. people can't contextualize what is comedy and what is intended to be literal and what is intended to be satire because yeah. it, 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 that that's an effect of it I'm not saying that this is like you know completely um a, a causation cause and effect thing, but mm-hmm. if we are going to think of Oh well, everything must be black and white, and this is this, and that that is that. Mm-hmm. It leads to that kind of thinking of like, well, there is no such thing as tone and sarcasm and satire mm-hmm. or parody, right?
2: Yeah, and that brings us, I think, to the kind of the moral of the of the episode, which would be that, that there there is no hard definition, and and that's mm-hmm. I, to to me, that's the only mm-hmm. correct answer is that there there isn't one because if I if I had I think the reason the 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 gentleman on uh, or lady on on Reddit was rigid is because if you're going to put it in a in a in a camp in a in a a hard rule, it's gonna it has to be rigid. It definitely Mm -hmm. does. So if we have to, you know, say, you know, on paper, the the bloody Webster's definition of Easter egg, I would I would go against my own instincts Mm -hmm. and say it's it has to be hidden out of sight, like the first one was, and like the thing it's named after.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. But well, how about this? I don't want do to yeah. do that because
2: I don't want to do that because that's not how mm-hmm. I actually feel. I'm just saying yeah. that's what it would look like if we had to put it in a hard rule, and that's yeah. why I don't want to put it in a hard rule because it's so much more complicated than that.
1: But it, yeah, and, and again, uh, t- to to um, back that up and to sort of like flesh that out a little bit, there are definitions, and then there's the spirit of the definition, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, right. um. A classic example of that is, uh, in in terms of like hard definitions, is uh, describe to me a chair,
0: mm-hmm. please. Oh yeah, you've got like something uh, you sit on. Yeah, something rigid you sit hard on. back, okay. four legs. So
1: so if I sit on the floor, um, is that a chair? Sorry, what is something you sit on? Boo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: so we start starting with I'll Paul's definitions. Yeah. Starting with Paul's definition, a chair is something you sit on. If I sit on a floor, if I sit on a bed, if I sit on a table, are those chairs? No. Okay. And what was, what was your definition, Anna? Uh four legs. Okay. So I'm sitting. I'm sitting on an office chair right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, looking down, the base of my chair has five spokes on wheels. Hmm.
0: So is this not a chair? Right. Absolutely not. No. It doesn't it's have not four a chair. legs. Okay. <laughs> yes, <it's a> chair. <laughs> yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah. There. yeah so a- yeah, again, exactly. we,
1: we can pick apart if we are going by technical definitions. How do you define a chair? And again, like you said, exactly. there, there's a there's a thing about the seat. You know, what's a seat? Um, mm-hmm. uh, what, when you're on an airplane, what are you sitting on? Is that a seat or a chair? Why is it mm-hmm. one or the other? What if sort
2: of What if I expanded on? I said something to sit on. What if I expanded that to something made specifically to sit on?
1: Okay, so um, is a stool a chair? Uh, damn it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that, okay, well, the one that kind of really started changing my mind was the difference. Okay, so you walk into the airport in Police Quest and you see Leisure Suit Larry sitting in the chair as compared to in King's Quest 4 when you're in the whale and you pick up a bottle and there's a note inside referencing Police Quest. Both Mm -hmm. of those are Easter eggs Both of those are references, but they're, like, on way different levels because one of them, he's just sitting there. And it's like, okay, but the other one, you have to pick up a thing and find it and read it. But still, they're both kind of obvious, right? But they're also still both Easter eggs.
1: The bottle thing is an Easter egg. I think that's Mm -hmm. pretty full stop. Mm -hmm. Leisure Suit Larry, I I know I actually even said initially when we were talking Mm -hmm. about this earlier that that was definitely an Easter egg. And now I don't think so.
0: But Sierra thinks it is, (laughs) like, in the website. It's like, here's some Easter eggs you might find. And it considers Mm. things like that solid Easter egg.
1: Yeah. I don't think referencing the single most famous Sierra character in another. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I, I, again, for the same reason that, you know, making a monkey Island reference in an adventure game is not really an Easter egg anymore.
0: I'd Mm -hmm. say like
1: referencing the single most famous Sierra character in a Sierra game (laughs) kind of stops it from being an Easter egg when he's, in plain sight,
2: yeah. Well, here is a way to put it because I one hundred percent see it as a reference and not an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. What if Leisure Suit Larry showed up in uh, Loom?
0: Um, in, again, uh, it depends how know, it's actually, done. Yeah, okay. and did you have to activate him to show up, or is he just standing there waiting for well, you to talk to him, or do you need to like do something assuming, weird well, for him know, to be there? A-
1: assuming Lem- that he is in plain sight and it's not mm-hmm. um, activated, I would say it would still depend. Is it? Uh, do you do you walk into a room and he's there or is he like me, in amongst a crowd of other people?
2: Let me change it to salmon max because I, I feel like you would be more likely to see Larry there. And, and let's just, let's just act like salmon max has an airport scene. Um, mm-hmm. So, so leisure Suit Larry, it's, it's the exact same scene, but it's in salmon max.
1: Mm-hmm. Again, it depends how it's done.
0: He's just sitting there and he happens to be one of the people waiting for a flight. You can go up and talk to him and he might say something obscure about Sierra that, you know, and then that's that. But he's just like that kind of NPC. That would be a little bit weird. Exactly like
2: Please Quest.
0: Yeah.
1: uh, I would side on reference, but if you were to put me on a debate team, I could probably argue either way.
0: Because right. like, yeah, if I go to one of those Sierra pages online that's like, hey, where do I find Easter eggs in Sierra games? And you get the Sierra Help or one of those other sites, they call them, here's a list of okay. Easter eggs you can yeah, find. We've, we've
1: already established that other people don't know the difference.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> uh, but but again, uh, again, it comes down to like broad definitions versus uh, understanding mm-hmm. the The spirit of the definitions and uh you know one thing that kind of gets me one of my slash r slash pet peeves is um there's a famous line from futurama in which somebody says you are technically correct the best kind of correct (laughs) which you've probably heard that one before yes (laughs) funny line great i i love it i've used it myself a few times um as satire as it was (laughs) intended to be the fact that people use that (laughs) unironically is like baffling to me. And I think that is kind of very a sign of a very simplistic way of over overly simplistic way of thinking Mm -hmm. because the whole point of that was it was ironic. That's clearly not the best kind of correct is just (laughs) by like this sheer technical definition Even within the context of that episode, it was clearly pointed out as being a fallacy, right? Mm -hmm. So I I just hate it when people unironically use that line as if that was supposed to be like, oh, (laughs) Futurama came across a golden truth, which I'm going to use. (laughs) Uh, I did actually post to the Classic Gamers Guild Facebook group uh, without any real context. I just said, okay, what are your favorite Easter eggs? Mm -hmm. That's it. I just said uh, uh, word for word. I said specifically regarding point and click and parser adventure games. What are your favorite Easter eggs?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we got a few. Um, we have a few responses, quite a few responses. Mm-hmm. And there are a few here, which I do think we're going to have a little bit of a stumble on. So I'm going to pose a few of these to you.
0: Mm-hmm. I uh, haven't read discuss. them yet on purpose. Cause I, I yes. really wanted to think about them fresh for this episode.
1: Um. So, Christopher Otis says, Earl Sinclair in Quest for Glory 1. Um, hands down, no contest for me. I was just so flabbergasted by it at the age of 13, 14, and I'd never seen such a cameo reference in a video game. So, it'll always spring to mind first. Uh, I'm going to group that with also a couple of other people. Uh, Steve Radley, uh, Christina Andrews, and were there anyone else? I think that's about it. That they mentioned the Batmobile in King's Quest too, so I think those mm-hmm. two uh, are pretty much the, the uh, oh, what
0: yeah. you say about like why we'll the code name Iceman and mm-hmm.
1: Heroes Quest. Yeah. Exactly. So would that be a reference or an Easter egg?
0: And I, See, this is and where I
1: think it gets a little bit confusing.
0: It's super me. confusing because it would be referred to as an Easter egg anywhere. I mean, who cares you look what? For who it, cares right? what other people refer to? We're talking about
1: <laughs> when you guys stop. You know. I know that there's Easter egg web pages, but we're we're not talking about what other people refer to. It's what we think now. Mm-hmm.
2: I think we. I'm I'm basically falling back on things I said previously in this episode, mm-hmm. and I'm not even sure if I stand by them. But it's all I have to stand <laughs> on, like ground wise. So, w- what we previously covered and, and sort of established, or or I suppose the point I was trying to make with. That Leisure Suit Larry bit, or what if, what if that exact same reference happened in a LucasArts property? So that, that's kind of what's happening here, where I feel like a property rep- um, first of all, the Batmobile one is, because it's, you don't, you don't, uh, actually, I can't be that definitive, because I think that's a random, A randomly generated thing where there's like a 1 in 40 chance that that'll Mm -hmm. happen in the room. I'm pretty Mm. sure that's how it is.
0: The the dinosaurs one is like that, too. Yeah, well, the Earl, that's in the VGA version, and it'll just kind of randomly come up in one Mm -hmm. scene. Yeah, and that's exactly
1: where I'm coming from with uh, it's a little bit murkier here, because they are random incidents.
0: Mm -hmm. Well,
2: I'll I'll say this. if if, If it was a reference to another Sierra game, I would say it's not. But because it's a different property, like Batman, for example, or dinosaurs,
0: I'm going to say it the... is
2: because it feels like it is.
0: Yeah, it feels I, like it is. But that might contradict
2: what I've said before.
0: Because like <laughs> I said, the codename Iceman, the submarine in another Sierra game too, it's like it's randomly there. It's not always there. You walk in, it pops up. But it's not like Batman in a Sierra game. But it's still along the same lines. And I don't know, what but I call them all Easter eggs anyways. They just, I think they're Easter eggs
1: see and but
0: i might not have said like three days ago yeah well here's my thing i would consider them more
1: references um mm-hmm. if it if it were a guaranteed thing like if you every time you walk into that screen or mm-hmm. every to, or every first time you enter a, a certain screen you'll mm-hmm. see earl walk by or you'll mm-hmm. see the batmobile go by so it's basically you're going to see it mm-hmm. uh, i would consider it just a reference i don't care right. the ip i don't care what it's referencing, it's right. a reference.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What merks it up a little bit is the fact that it's a random event. It's but, but just because it's random, it's still very likely that in the course of the gameplay, you're going to come across it. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, conversely, because I and this just popped in my head is that it is. This is going to be so like just just arguing semantics in a sense, but it is sort of hidden in its random number generator. You know, if if you think of it, if you visualize forty numbers, uh, or f- you know, f- forty red balloons, and, and but one of them is blue, and it it's, it represents the the time you get to see that, then in a sense that is kind of hidden. It, I guess what I'm really lamenting is that you could you could bend and twist it to work however you right. want.
0: Either
1: way, yeah, you really could. Okay. Um, here's one for you. This is an interesting one. Cerebus the aardvark showing up in Quest for Glory 3. Mm -hmm. Now, I asked, do you mean Arnie the aardvark? Mm -hmm. Because if not, I'm not aware of this one. If you could elaborate on this, it would be very helpful to me. And so the poster replied back saying, Arnie is designed to look like the comic book character Cerebus, one of the biggest independent comics of the 80s. So that was completely over my head, right? Mm -hmm. I never knew that. And he showed he uh, linked the Wikipedia so I could see a picture of Cerberus, and it was it's spot on, like no no um, no dispute here. Yeah, Uh, I'm totally. He's very clearly, obviously based on that character. But does that make it an Easter egg? Because Mm. it's a reference which can go over your head. Doesn't necessarily mean it's an Easter egg, especially but it's since it's not hidden because
0: he's a character in the game that you have. He's like a plot point.
1: He's not really a plot point. He's not an interesting one. He's a he kind of gives you some exposition and extra lore, but he's essentially unavoidable because he will yeah. always show up the first time you sleep in mm-hmm. the wild.
0: Exactly. I've never played it and mm-hmm. not run into him. Mm-hmm. So. So, Jesus, he really is just like hey, yeah. thanks, Gilder, for teaching me something today. I learned yeah, something. Me too. New. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. So okay,
1: but again, uh for that reason I wouldn't consider it an Easter egg. Mm-mm. Under my new understanding of it. hmm
0: I would agree with you, Rick, on that. I would say that is a mm-hmm. reference solid. And and that being and again, that being
1: said, it's uh you know, it I wouldn't fault anyone for claiming it to be an Easter egg because the fact that um, mm-hmm. there really is no reasonable expectation that everyone who's playing that will understand that reference because I sure as hell didn't.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I guess I, to that I would say there's a difference between understanding something and discovering something, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. I think you, I think I know. I'll speak for myself. I have a knee jerk reaction where if I if I see something I recognize it's not supposed to be there you know i'll i'll be like i found this but it's like yeah mm-hmm. you didn't find it you just recognize it yeah. and okay. and where it, where some a lot of people or some people might not so it doesn't you know you didn't find anything you just happened to understand the reference
0: mm-hmm. what about if you're a kid and you're young you're like too young to understand any of these sexual references in a movie so as you get older you understand more words and you get what they were talking about even though you wouldn't have recognized it or seen it because you didn't know about it before but there's no way that could be an easter egg and it's not even really a reference either is it it's just gaining knowledge and understanding something but in a way it's kind of the same thing that confuses me
2: i would have to stand by what i had just said where it's like Just because you do or do not understand it doesn't really mean it's an Easter egg or not.
1: Yes, uh, exactly. Yes. Yeah.
0: And yeah, I, I also
1: think that there are things that are neither.
0: Mm hmm. Mm
1: hmm. Right. Yes,
0: agreed. <laughs> Very much
1: so. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Stephen Richard Watson writes the psycho shower scene Easter egg in Colonel's Bequest.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> I think that's, I think that's super safe, like, uh, poster child for an Easter egg.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. which, of yeah. course, is also a reference. Yeah. You know, oh, they definitely. It could be, right. be both. both. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, this one is pretty hands down, but I'm going to mention it just because it's a very good example. Er- Eric Elgarot, mm-hmm. um, he talks about the in the EGA version of Heroes Quest or slash Quest for Glory 1, but the EGA version um, in the opening scene where it says, introduction, start, new hero, continue, quest. If you right-click and therefore look at the little scorpion crawling up the poster, uh, it says, congratulations, you have discovered the first bug in this game.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, that's cute. And I would definitely call that an Easter egg. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeff Gilligan says,
1: the don't push button in Space Quest. I think a couple of people also mentioned that as well. Do they? No, maybe not. Maybe just him. Um, But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: That's that's right on the line for me because yeah. it's like, it's kind of it, it's it's visible and it's asking for it.
0: Yeah, um, I, I would say it's pretty there.
2: And when I say visible, I mean you know, well, it's not audible either. It's readable. Hm. Yeah,
0: yeah, because it's like, don't touch.
2: I guess. I mean, I guess you do have to you know look and check, and uh, you do have to explore the ship a bit to discover the button in it, especially with the, the parser setup. So so I guess I'll say, yeah, because by my own apparent well, rule, I guess. Is, you, you have, have to, to – Well,
1: like, here's, here's the thing, though. You have to see that because if you're playing it for the first time, you're not hmm. going to know what buttons to push. So you're going to look at the buttons, and it'll say there's one for power, um, one for auto nav, and one that says don't push. So you're going mm-hmm. to see the message that says don't right. push. Yeah, but at the same time, it you somewhere it's completely. Clearly, yeah, um, very clearly something which uh, you might not push it. Like mm-hmm. if you, um, if you oh, subscribe to the, <laughs> if you subscribe to that sort of LucasArts gaming mentality of like, well, I don't want to die. You probably aren't going to push it because you know that it's going to be
0: bad. I don't know. It's kind of like is a fourth wall break automatically an Easter egg in this case too? No, because it kind of does. It's kind of like, oh, now I'm taking you out of the context of the game, right? Don't they take you to a different game or something? They right? yeah, take
1: you to King's Quest at least. Yeah, in exactly. the uh, EGA version. Yeah,
0: yeah, and All then right. they're like, oh, it's like Ken and Roberta talking to each other, and they're they're actually making like mention of the games. It's kind of like in the end of Larry Three, but you don't need to push a button or find it either. Yeah, but but that's a- not but an to Easter activate
1: rate. it. Does yeah. take that one little step of going out of your way, but it's really not. Hidden?
0: No, I'd that's still call this sh- an Easter egg. I would definitely yeah. call this an Easter egg. Yeah.
2: It, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. It's probably the best example we found so far for me that 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 is the is the line itself, and and that I don't. Yeah, f- yeah,
1: I was going to say that. I think that is very much like the borderline, the most minimal. Like uh, I, I think it's so
2: much the line that a little left of saying yes, it is, and a little, like, I don't feel like either of those are right either. Like, I, I think it just needs to stay on the line where it is. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll say yes, in part, because it, it brings you to that King's Quest thing, which I know is a reference to its own property, which I've been banging on about. It was a very confusing subject, but mm-hmm. I guess I'll say yes, because you kind of have to look for it. I mean, you're going, it's assumed you're going to,
1: it's really tough to okay. call. Uh, I, uh, sorry, yeah. one thing. I, you, you keep bringing up the fact that whether or not it's its own property or it's uh, intellectual property of the same company. Um, so would, what would you then say for like um, uh, seeing a picture of a free-headed monkey in the Leisure Suit Larry, the new Leisure Suit Larry games? I would mm-hmm. say that that,
2: that – it, that breaks a different rule for me. So before I can even check it against that argument, it would already have lost to a previous argument, which is a reference to an adventure game in an adventure game is, is, is a reference, is not an Easter egg, because everyone's gonna get it. The majority's gonna get it, let's say. So, but yeah, because it fails that argument, I can't even bring it to this one. Well, and I just, I just sent you guys a picture, um, and to narrate it to the listeners. It's, it's Dave the Technical, um, Oh. I don't want to spend. I don't want to really waste much more time. But I, I basically my point is, I may have messed up my memory, and and the the Max Sam and Max reference I was recalling was actually from Day of the Tentacle, because I, I just don't remember being as obvious as The Last Crusade. But I can't find the original screenshot, and in the remastered screenshot, it's very obviously um, Max mm-hmm. uh, hanging on on the wall in a painting in yes. the hallway in the mansion in Day of the Tentacle, Jesus. Um, right, right. But it, I just, upon digging that picture up, I found a picture next to it that you guys are probably looking at now. And it's, it's a, a good way to differentiate again, the two between a reference and an Easter egg, because if you, if you zoom in almost to a digital level, you can see Jar Jar Binks. Again, it's, it's the remastered <laughs> yeah. version <Right>. um, <laughs> in one of the pictures. So it's, it's they're they're both pictures on the same wall. One of them is just very clear, and you can see it clear as day, and it's max. So I guess that's you know that's more of a reference. Whereas the Jar Jar Binks one, I'd probably miss it because I'm not a big Star Wars guy. No disrespect, I just don't know it well. Um, So I could say that probably is, but even that's arguable.
1: I'd say that's an Easter egg because that's Mm -hmm. I would not have seen that if it weren't pointed out to me. Even though it's right there,
0: it's tiny. It's on the wall. It's outside of the game genre. I mean, there's a few things that I would have called it just a reference but after this conversation i would probably call this an easter egg
1: i'd say it's an easter egg because it's hard to see it's uh it's in plain sight but it's hidden in plain sight it's like Mm -hmm. uh um from a distance you can't even really tell what it is Mm -hmm. it's there's very little contrast on it so even when you blow it up it's kind of it's kind of only kind of clear it's only just clear enough to know what it is Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you blow it up. I, I, yeah. I could have, I could have played this game and never noticed that.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And I've, I've actually played this game several times with, with my son recently. The and we switch back and forth between the two because he likes, you know, seeing it more for, or whatever. And I, I've never, I've never noticed it. And if, if is this is the first time anyone's hearing of it, and you happen to hate Jar Jar Binks but love Dave the Technical, I am sorry to report that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> From
2: what I understand, he gets people quite whipped up.
0: Hmm.
2: I have no emotional investment
1: whatsoever. <laughs> None.
0: <laughs> a couple of days ago, I was in a completely different position. And after talking about it, I'm in a completely different position again. I thought, you know, it was hard and fast and, you know... I thought your opinion seemed kind of hard and fast. And, and now I've switched places with you and switched back again. And <laughs> I, th- I think that that, that's, that makes it a really interesting topic. I'm kind of curious to see what other people think. You know, where, where do you draw your line? Is it an Easter egg? Is it a reference? Is it neither? What else is there that could be confused for both? You know, write us, send us something and tell us what you think about it.
2: Yeah, exactly, and, and I'll add to that, that that if if you if you see a reference that's spoon fed to you and you're like that's an Easter egg, then buddy, mm-hmm. great. You think of them however you want to. It's it, it you know it doesn't it doesn't matter at the end of the day. There's a finite amount of time here on this rock in space. Do what you want to do. Think what you want to think. It's fine. It's just all just pretend tomfoolery nonsense. Because um, because I will say like I I was recently playing Echo Quest with my son and. And I, one of us clicked on the computer, and, and it was an Easter egg. It pulls up uh, the a screen from King's Quest V, and Adam's like, I don't have time to play that right now. And mm-hmm. from everything we've just said, it's not an Easter egg. It, it's just a reference to another Sierra game.
1: But it felt like one in the moment, so just wait, call well, them what you want to. Wait, wait. you had to click on it, though, right?
2: Oh, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so it does count by the rules. Yay. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, so then mm-hmm. don't call it what you want to. Follow the goddamn rules.
0: <laughs> This is rigid stuff. Don't mess with the formula. You Look, can hear it. we've laid it out. I've said
1: through the course of this very episode where I just don't like hard, fast rules for broad concepts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's about the spirit rather than the actual terminology. And I have said this probably, uh, I can't remember if I've said this on the show before. I know I've said it off mic a few times because uh, we've talked about like the definition of an RPG and i came to the conclusion that uh when it comes to broad concepts one of two things has to happen one is you can broaden the definition to be so inclusive uh in an attempt to uh in an attempt to cover every single aspect that could possibly qualify but in doing so you will inadvertently let in uh examples that don't necessarily qualify but fall within those guidelines mm-hmm. or you can try to like get exclusive and try to find what's the sheer nub of it like what's like the core definition and you will accidentally eliminate things that should be considered mm-hmm. so that's why I don't really like a lot of hard fast rules for broad concepts because one thing's gonna, One of two things has to happen. Either it's going to be so broad that you'll include things that shouldn't be considered or mm-hmm. you'll be, make it so exclusive that you will block out things that absolutely should be considered.
2: Mm-hmm. And really just add on to what you said, be, because there exists no such phrase, I, I think that, that we're leaving it where it is in, in to to what you just said, Rick. But I would just say that it does seem like there's room for like a new colorful word that everyone catches on to that describes... A reference that's fun to to happen across. <laughs> because I, I think 60% of Easter eggs, even to my open interpretation, are just references that, that take you by surprise and are fun. But it's mm-hmm. like, not expecting, you know, King Graham in Echo Quest doesn't mean it's an Easter egg. So it, it, I'm just saying... There are words in our dictionary to describe it, but there's not like a catchy term that everyone has to, that, that's an alternate to Easter egg, where it's like, I didn't have to do anything at all. It was spoon fed, but it caught me pleasantly by surprise. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like if we had a term for, for that, then we could have two more structured groups of things. But again, mm-hmm. there isn't, so there's no structure.
1: But again, that will just give us two new definitions to try to, um, to try to suss out.
2: But then we could at least just start cleaning this bloody mess up. I mean, it's <laughs> it's all over the place.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I can kind of agree to that. I, I, I don't know if there is a, uh, if, I don't know what that term would be, but, um, I don't know. Like I said, I just think it's a Venn diagram, right? It's, it's not two right. separate camps. There's overlap. That's all you gotta really think. It's like, there's not one or the other. It can be both. It can be neither.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, if, if I was to go back to earlier in this episode, me, I would say, I would say that, that if, if you ultimately, if you, if you don't have to, to do anything to find it, it's not, it's just a reference. And, and I guess I think maybe the, the one point I brought up that I would stand by this whole episode is, is just cause you understood it doesn't mean you discovered it. So if, that might be like the more reasonable thing to ask people of where it's like, if you find yourself calling it an Easter egg, ask yourself, did I discover it? Or am I just stoked that I'm one of the ones that understood it? Because mm-hmm. maybe then we could kind of start sorting things out as far as, mm-hmm. you know, references okay. and Easter eggs.
1: So now uh, at the end of this journey, let's go back to an example from before, a large portrait of Guybrush Threepwood inside of Uncharted. Is this an Easter egg or is it a reference?
0: He's yeah, a, a reference. Bastard. Yeah, I'd say a reference. Yeah, is it a reference by no? everything? Yeah,
2: I, I, I can't say anything but yes because I, I, I would just erase everything I said. I'm not saying it would erase my credibility. I have none, but it would, <laughs> it would undo everything I've said to this point. Because, because yeah, it, it's a reference. But it, and that's mm-hmm. why I guess why I'm saying it, call it what you want because like I get why people mm-hmm. call it an Easter egg. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's just, it's just a reference that you got and nine other people next to you didn't. It, it's yeah, you
1: know. I know. And that, that's, I, I kind of brought that up because that's actually something which I've kind of blurred, uh, throughout the course of this episode. I think at the beginning I said it was an Easter egg and now I'm kind of like, I yeah. don't know now. I'm not sure. I kind of feel like <laughs> it is, but I kind of feel like it's not because like we said, just cause you don't get a reference doesn't mean it's an Easter egg.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to our our show today. Hope you had a good time and got something out of it, I guess, if that's a goal of ours, which I hope it's not. Um, bloody come join the discussion and the community. We're on Facebook. We're a page and a group, Classic Gamers Guild. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at CGG cggpodcast. Um, send us an email if you like, mail at classicgamersguild.com. Um, and if you would like, you could become Patreon and support the show that way. Um, we're on Patreon slash Classic Gamers Guild, but we mostly just really want to thank all of our existing Patreons for your support. Really appreciate you guys and we love you. And I'm really out of breath right now. Hold on. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah, so, so thank you guys for, uh, for your support and, and to, to our Patreons. Um, we did have a Patreon special put out. Very, very recently. So if you didn't get the memo, um, you'll find something in your Patreon from us, just a little, uh, clip or whatever. And, um, but yeah, so I, I cannot forget those in our extra special thanks tier. Uh, my inner dialogue right now is like, you're blowing it. You're blowing this whole thing right now. <laughs> it's going, it's going off the rails, man. Reel it in. <laughs> thanks, the bloody special thanks. So thank you very much to Una and Gus and Jean-François Paget and Jay Holmes and Mark Fillion for your incredible support that's shocking and amazing and we really appreciate you guys and we love you guys thank you so much um please check out mark fillion's game chinatown detective agency on steam Mm -hmm. give it a bloody wish list it's coming out soon we're all really excited and that's bloody that's uh that's it oh where's my where's my pringles can uh we don't have it Ah, okay well then no thanks for it it's not the same Okay, just don't do a murder.